And he found a new jawbone of an ass, and put forth his hand and took it, and slew a thousand men therewith. Judges 15.15 Dear Heavenly Father, when others wrong me, and I feel betrayed, I will not take matters into my own hands and act in revenge. Your word reminds me that vengeance and vindication come from the Lord. Therefore, I will not act rashly and carelessly like Samson, but will instead wait for you to bring me deliverance and healing for my pain. Keeping a pure heart and living with forgiveness gives me access to your presence and grace. Whatever the enemy or others have stolen from me, I will receive full payment in Jesus' name. I decree and declare that there will be no lack in the area that was attacked by wicked schemes. Today is my day of retribution and vindication. Today is the day that unforgiveness will not have a hold on me or my future. I speak a new chapter in my life from this day forward. I am free from past hurts and betrayal. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for making prayer a priority in your life. To hear the Bible come to life, stay tuned for The Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Three hundred foxes and a jawbone. In our last story, we learned about Samson's battle with a lion, breaking of his vow, and a marriage to a Philistine woman. His foolishness cost him greatly, and his wife married another man. In this story, we will learn about Samson's attempt to win his wife back, and his revenge against the Philistines for her refusing him. Samson's strength and craftiness would be used by God to create havoc and chaos among the Philistines, inspired by the Book of Judges. Hello, this is Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our last episode, we heard the story of how Samson met and fell in love with a Philistine woman. It was a relationship that God never wanted for Samson but one he would use nonetheless to accomplish his eternal plans. We saw how Samson's foolishness and the compromising of his values led to personal tragedy, and he lost his wife to another. Today, we'll hear how Samson fights to win back his wife and how he reacts to being turned away. We'll also see how God uses Samson's flaws and failures and all to defeat the Philistines and sow chaos into their camp. We'll continue to see that Samson is not only physically strong, but clever and crafty, and how his extraordinary gifts are a tool in the powerful hands of God. But we'll also see the disastrous consequences of human vengeance, and how one small act can have a domino effect of death and destruction. So, let's listen now to today's reading. Samson stewed in regret. He missed his wife. More so, He wanted to sleep with her again. So after some time during the wheat harvest, Samson traveled back to the Philistine city with a goat, attempting to buy back his wife's favor. He went to her father and said, 
allow me to sleep with my wife again in her chamber. Samson's request bothered her father, but he knew Samson was a rich and strong man. He said to Samson, I thought you hated my daughter for betraying you, so I gave her as a wife to your best man. But here, you may marry my youngest daughter instead. Samson simmered in anger. He stormed off, amazed that his wife would be given away to another man so quickly. His mind thrashed like waves in a storm. His eyes glossed over in total rage, and he immediately went into the wilderness. This time I will be justified in my revenge against the Philistines, Samson said to himself. Samson caught three hundred foxes in the nearby forest, a task that took a great deal of time and effort. But Samson did not mind. Revenge and spite fueled his actions. He paired up the foxes and tied their tails together with a torch between each of them. He sent them into the wheat fields of the Philistines. Samson stood at a distance, watching the food source of the Philistines burn. There was nothing they could do to stop the fire from raging. The Philistines discovered Samson was responsible for the fire and killed his wife in retaliation. Samson, now truly alone, went up against them. Dozens of Philistines charged Samson. He growled at them like a lion and did not run. He stood his ground like a one-man army. It was a cruel and unsparing slaughter. Samson tore the Philistines to shreds as he once did the lion in the vineyard. He stood over their bodies, fists dripping with blood. His long hair and beard was caked with dust and flesh. He breathed a deep sigh and screamed into the air. He was now a fugitive. So Samson escaped to a cave in the cleft of Edom and hid there. The Philistines were outraged and came up and camped in Judah. They raided and pillaged the land, slaughtering innocent people out of revenge. They scoured the entire city of Judah in search of Samson. Three thousand men of Judah arose to go find Samson hiding in the cave of Edom. When they found him, they said to him, Don't you know that the Philistines rule over us? Why have you done this to us? Your foolish exploits have cost our lives. Samson felt no regret. His pettiness and rage was still looming over him like a dark cloud. They got what they deserved, Samson hissed. I have only done to them what they did to me. The leaders of Judah pressed their hands against their temples. Samson was a difficult man to speak with. He was filled with pride. Samson, we have come here to bind you up and bring you back to the Philistines. Samson closed his eyes. Three thousand of his kin stood before him, ready to take him by force. No, they would not take him by force. Instead, Samson had a plan. Promise me you will not attack me yourselves, Samson said. Of course not. We will bind you and give you to the Philistines, they replied. Excellent, Samson nodded. So he gave himself over to be bound. They tied him up tightly with two brand new ropes, for they knew Samson was a strong man and capable of breaking through weak knots and old rope. Samson walked down the mountain with them. In the distance, he could hear the massive Philistine army shouting. They were coming up to meet him. When they had finally met, Samson looked to the sky. 
Like lightning falling from the clouds, a rush of God's spirit came upon Samson. He tore the ropes off his arms as if they were melted wax. He stomped towards the Philistine horde. Beside Samson was a dead donkey, and he ripped out the donkey's jawbone from its skull. The Philistines charged, and Samson jumped into the crowd with loud screams. He flung their bodies like ragdolls. One by one they fell as Samson drove the jawbone into their skulls. Cracking bones and piercing screams echoed through the canyon. Samson slew 1,000 Philistines that day. In that moment, he was the acting fist of God, liberating the oppressed people of Israel with each blow. The men's broken and contorted bodies laced the mountain ground. Samson stood among the bodies. Heaving and smiling, he shouted up to the skies and said, With the jawbone of a donkey I create heaps upon heaps. With the jawbone of a donkey I strike down a thousand men. Samson's body quivered out of exhaustion and dehydration. He threw away the jawbone into the bushes. He called upon the Lord and said, You have given me salvation. Now is it my fate to die in the wilderness from thirst? So God caused water to spill forth from the crags of the mountainside. Samson drank beside the bodies of fallen Philistines. He revived his strength and washed away the blood of his enemies. There was no doubt afterwards that Samson was a chosen hero of God. So he judged and protected Israel for twenty years. And he warred against the Philistines in the name of the Lord. Today's story begins with Samson determined to win back his wife. He wanted to see her again, so he goes to his father-in-law intending to sleep with his wife. But his wife's father tells Samson he's already given her to another man, thinking Samson had rejected her after what happened at the feast. He offers Samson her younger sister instead, but that is not acceptable to Samson. Samson's anger boils, and he vows revenge, stating that this time he will be innocent of the harm he'll do to the Philistines. So what does he do? He goes out and catches 300 foxes, sets torches between them, and releases them into the Philistines' crops. The Philistines watch powerlessly as their three main food sources are destroyed. Samson's anger is far from righteous. Yet God is working through Samson to wreak havoc on those who have oppressed his children for so long. When the Philistines discover it was Samson, they burn his father-in-law's house down, killing all inside, including Samson's wife. It's Samson's turn now to seek revenge. Filled with rage, he vows to exact vengeance and then quit. He foolishly thought that he could have the last word and the Philistines would not seek to get even. Isn't that how things go when we become so intoxicated and motivated by anger and the desire to get even? In the end, we're left with a trail of destruction and nobody wins. Samson attacks the Philistines, tearing men limb from limb, just like he had done to the lion. But this wasn't a matter of self-defense. It was unbridled anger and rage. It was sinful anger. Samson fled to a mountain near Judah, so the Philistines pursued him, sowing more death and destruction. The people of Judah came forward to help deliver Samson to the Philistines. They gathered an army, but it's not to fight the Philistines. Rather, it is to turn Samson over to them. Judges 15.11 puts it this way. The 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock at Edom 
and said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines are rulers over us? What then is this that you have done to us? God had appointed Samson as a deliverer of his people, but they saw him as trouble rather than a blessing. Israel would rather remain in subjugation than make waves. How often do we give in to the things that hold us captive rather than asking God's help and the power that he will give us to overcome? Samson, finally sensing his calling, tells the men of Judah they can bind him up and hand him over. They tied him up with new strong ropes that even Samson shouldn't be able to break and delivered him to the Philistines. So God sent his spirit upon Samson and filled him with an even greater power. The ropes were no match for God's strength. This strength was flowing through Samson now, and he threw these ropes off like they were nothing. He then picked up the jawbone of a donkey and killed 1,000 Philistines. Now Samson wasn't acting in his own interests for revenge. He now is a tool in the hand of God to defeat an enemy and strike fear into their hearts. This time, his heart is in the right place. He is obeying God. Samson then led Israel for 20 years. But one day, his desires would creep back in and bring about his demise. And we'll hear about that the next time. Let's pray. Dear God, we pray that in our own lives that we would overcome anger and rage and never give in to our personal and selfish pursuits of getting even. Lord, may we learn to forgive, but may we also learn to do your will at all times and to walk in obedience to you. May we live in the victory that you have given us in Jesus Christ. And thank you for the power of your spirit who enables us to do great things for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer a priority in your life. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you know, someone you love, because by sharing this podcast, you can make a big difference in someone's life in Jesus' name. If you want to know more about the Lord, how to know Him, how to serve Him, and be His disciple, then let me encourage you to visit my website, which is jackgraham.org. We would love to assist you in any way possible as you grow in your journey of faith. Again, that's jackgraham.org. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.